I know that that song is going to grow on you. I know, I know that deep down there's some, there's some people in here just like getting really excited about the rhythm of that song. I know, I know. And we're going to see it come out of you in, in a good way, in a good way. One of the things I love about that song is some of the lyrics. I love, I mean, I like songs because of lyrics, but I like it. It says this, every part of my heart is now open. Every part of my heart is now open. You know, there's something great to declare before we open up the Bible this morning. There's something great to declare to say, Holy Spirit, come and speak into my heart. Speak into my spirit this morning. And so right now, while we're standing, let's again boldly declare that before the Lord. Father, we thank You for the Word of God this morning. Lord, I pray that You would help me articulate, Holy Spirit, what I believe You want to minister and speak into every person this morning. Father, I pray that not one person will miss out on, on You speaking to them. Lord, whether in, the, in this auditorium, whether they're in the foyer, whether they're in the parents' room, whether they're in the creche, whether, in the, whether they're in kids' church, Holy Spirit, minister to every person, I pray. But Lord, we boldly declare our hearts are open this morning. And Lord, we give you all the glory. We thank you, God, that you love us. It's your perfect love, Lord, that has redeemed us, that has set us free. Holy Spirit, love on your people this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Find a different, handsome, or beautiful person. Give them a high five and grab your Bibles, grab your notepads. Very good, very good. Awesome. For those who are wondering, I did forget to talk and pray over the offering and tithing this morning. And so uh, if you're visiting this morning, just real quickly, uh, we don't pass buckets in the life of the church. We really believe that tithing is a biblical principle that's in the Bible, the Word of God. And uh, it's up to us to bring the tithe into the storehouse. And so as a church, and uh, we receive that uh, when you bring it in. And so you can bring it into the resource area, however you would like. And there's many ways uh, of giving. And so thank you, Lord, for the tithes and offerings this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, um, I'm still pumped. So um, this, this is going to take a while uh, because we're still on... Oh, what I believe is just a, 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 the, a, the starting point of, of what, God, what God wants to release in us. It's in, our, in the series called Enlarge, and it's birthed out of Isaiah 54, verse 2. And so if you weren't here last week, I just want to spend uh, five to seven minutes, maybe ten, just catching us up because I want everyone on the same page. Who, who hates it when you're not on the same page? When you, when, you know, it's a bit like Chinese whispers. Someone starts with a story here and then you get to the end and it, it has nothing to do with what the story was at the start. And so I want to I just help, help us all get on the same page. Is that all right? Awesome. If you feel like you, there's something I say this morning and the Holy Spirit resonates in your spirit this morning about it, feel free to, uh, you know, uh, just say amen or feel free to give me some encouragement. Um, all our pastoral staff are away apart from Sophie and Roy. And uh, so they're championing and I And I've just got Luke. Luke's holding down the front row as well. <laughs> And so uh, these, these guys have got a big job to do, but uh, <laughs> so I'm secure in myself, and I really believe that uh, God, is, God is moving through this series. So, um, uh, and, and it comes out of Isaiah 54 verse 2, and we read some scriptures before and afterwards, but for the sake of time, I, I just want to share this scripture, and I've used the New King James Version rather than the... Uh, New Living Translation, which normally I use, but it says this, Enlarge the, sp- the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. 
For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inhabit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Yeah, um, I, I, the quick background to the scripture is I was having one of those conversations with the Lord. Lord, what is the purpose of life? Has anyone had that question before? You've asked the Lord, Lord, what is the purpose to life? What is the meaning of my life? What is the meaning of life? Uh, I'm sure we've all asked that question in one way or another. And I was just saying, Lord, Lord, I love being in Dunedin. I thank you for bringing me here. You know, it's just, I just love the weather. I do love the weather. Uh, we, I, I don't tell anyone about the weather up north because I don't want them to come and live here. Because I want it all to myself. I like the space. I like the fact that it takes, you know, in rush hour traffic, um, no more than 15 minutes to get home. Praise the Lord. Who's, who's glad about that? And if, some, if a road does get blocked off, uh, you can always find the back road. I like that. I like that. Um, and which is not blocked as well. So, you know, I love Dunedin, but I was like, Lord, why have you brought me to Dunedin? Because I don't want to just reproduce what you've asked us to do in Masterton. And I thank the Lord for the season that we were in Marston, and I, I praise God for everything He did there, and, and I'm excited for what, what Pastor David and, and Nikki are doing in Marston now. But I'm like, Lord, what, are you, what, what is the meaning of life? You know, the Lion King question. And, uh, and, I, and I just felt the Lord lead me to the Scripture. It was in my daily devotion. And He says, you know, enlarge the place of your tent. And I'm like, okay. What does that mean? And then I started thinking about also the parable of the good steward. And, uh, you know, this property is an amazing property. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's in the center of the city. It's located really close, obviously, to university. It's located close to the city center and, and all the suburbs around. And I'm like, man, this is such an amazing piece of property right here in the center of Dunedin. And I'm like, and, I, and, I, and just in my musing and in my devotions, I felt the Lord just say, you know, um, the people of, 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 of before have been good stewards, but now it's time to re-steward what I've given you. And so I thank the Lord so much for people who have sown, people who have given, people who uh, were able to get this property in this prime location in the middle of Dunedin. I think, man, what, a, what a, an amazing faith journey that was at the time. What an amazing leadership at that time. And so I thank the Lord for that. But I really felt him say, that it's time to re-steward what I've given you. I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. That's cool. And, and so I've just, just been thinking about staff and and, and you don't need to worry right now and all that. We're going we're gonna to go on this journey together. But we're thinking about what could we do with this property in Dunedin? And, and so God's just leading our leadership down, uh, down, down, a, down a very slow but very comfortable and but very faithful journey. And uh, as we know and as we have plans, we're going to release them uh, to the church because we want everyone to be on this journey with us. And so, but it's talked about expanding, and that was in the natural. And then God, over the recent few, few weeks and all that, has, has just brought many, many people into the, life of the, lives of the life of the church. You know, we've seen new people after new people coming into church, just getting connected into church. Actually, why don't we try something right now? If this is your first year or at Equipus Church, why don't you just shoot your hand up that you've just connected into the life of the church? Come, look at that. Look around at all those hands right now. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Come on, we need to give God some praise right now. That's, that's a lot of people. And, and I just thank the Lord for what He's doing. And so not only just in the natural, God's doing some stuff in, in, our, in my heart and all that, but in, 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 in every person as well, God's bringing and God's, we're seeing people saved. We're seeing people redeemed back for Jesus. We're seeing people uh, growing in Jesus and, and more and more people coming. All out Sunday, we had 480 people across the Sunday with 16 recorded salvations or responses for Jesus. We need to give the Lord some more praise for that. Got to keep going quick this morning. But I want us to lay this foundation. So I'm like going, God, what do you want us to do? Because, you know, I don't, I don't believe, I, I feel like we don't want to, I, I don't, this, is our, this is our spot, this is our patch, right? 
Uh, I mean, if God calls us to go somewhere else, then we'll, we'll, we'll evaluate it. Well, if it's God, it's God, but we'll just do what we're told. But, um, you know, I'm thinking, well, God, how are we going to expand our territory? And the Lord just really shared with me, he's like, well, you know, through also different prophetic words that I received this year, um, is what would it take to go to double services next year in the morning? I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. What would it take? And really the ultimate answer is, is going to take an enlarging. It's going to take me to enlarge. It's going to take my family to enlarge. It's going to take you to enlarge. It's going to take everything to enlarge our capacity. And I don't know about you, but that's uh, scary good. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah, woohoo. Ex- emotions, if you know what I mean. It's like, this is awesome, but yeah. Breathe, breathe. But in the end, you've got to go, well, God, I need to enlarge because of the call that you've placed on our life. I need to enlarge because of what you're calling this great church to do in the city. I need to enlarge because of what you've graced me to do in the city. And I'm not just talking about me right now. You need to apply that, that phrase to yourself. I need to enlarge for what God has graced me to do in this great city. That's you this morning. And so we all need to enlarge in what God has for what God is calling us to do. Cool? All right. So that's 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 it. That's that's where we're going. This is where we're going. And the, in the scripture, it talks about the big picture first. Enlarge the place of your tent. So that's a that's a big illustration. Then it says. You know, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. And so you stretch the curtains out and so your vision is, uh, you can see more. You know, when uh, in, in old times, many times the Lord would say, as far as you can see, I will give you this land. And so we've got to make sure we keep our vision open. But then it starts shrinking the detail. It says this, do not spare, you know, lengthen your cords. So we're getting smaller again. And it says, and strengthen your stakes. If you're, a, if you're a Kiwi in this room, maybe you've experienced a little bit of camping, right? Uh, yeah, we, we like, we, I, I love camping. And I shared last week about how we used to camp around Europe in, in a three-man tent with just me and my wife and our, our luggage. It was easy. And, but our, our tent was a three-man tent. Now when we go camping, we now have like a 20-man tent, uh, 20 people don't come with us, but we just like our space because we've got kids and, and we take beds and all sorts of things. We, and the coffee machine, and we call it glamping. So, but, uh, but, but when, it comes to, when it comes to the stake in the ground, it's so important that we, you know, especially with our tent, it's a pole tent, it, 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 is, is, it's, uh, it works by tension. You know, it, goes, it pushes against itself, but if there's no pegs in the ground, it all falls over. Who's been to Parachute Music Festival? What was one of the most fun things to do? Pull out pentags. I was young and mature, uh, but it was hilarious. Uh, and dome tents, real easy to pop the dome and, and those, those... Okay, right. Just confessing a little bit of my nature right now. Uh, um, but it's so important to get the stake in the ground. And this is where we're coming to again this morning. I talked about real quickly that we need to strengthen our stake, strengthen our foundation. A stake is what, what the cord will get tied back to. And I, I shared real quickly that in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, it says, This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. I love that our hope in, in, in Christ is a trustworthy anchor for our souls. It's a, our hope in Christ is part of the strength and the stake that we need to put into the ground. And for us to go in, to enlarge, we've got to enlarge our hope. We've got to tr- trust, our, put the strength in the stake in the ground, right? Okay, keep, let's keep going. And in the Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, it said, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promise. I like that right now. It's just when you're holding on, you're holding on, you know, you're holding on for dear life. You know, you see someone do a bungee jump and they chicken out at the last minute and they fall off, but then they hold on 
to the platform. Just YouTube it, all right? It's interesting. But they are whole, even though they've got a rubber band attached around their legs and they're probably safe, they are holding on for dear life. Who's ever had to hold on to something and never let it go before? Uh, you will hold on and you will hold on until your knuckles go white and until your fingers get painful. And this is what I like about the Word of God. It says, let's hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep His promise. So we've got to put strength into the stake. We've got to, it's because it's something that's not going to move. It's something that holds us through trials. It's something that holds us through different situations, Yeah. All right, all right. This is revision for, for all the exams at the end of the year. Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. We have hope in Jesus, right? We have our hope in Jesus, something that we don't waver on, and it's through faith. That we have that. I'm gonna, you know, I don't know about you, but what do you put your faith in? Jesus is a good, good person to put your faith in. I'm not gonna put my faith in. I'm, oh, I leave, I lead a good life. I'm generally a nice guy. You know, I speak to so many people who go, yeah, yeah, I believe in a, in a God, but there's no faith. There's no relationship with Jesus. There's, there's no hope of eternal life in Christ. There's no forgiveness of sin. I reckon Jesus is a great person to have a hope and our faith in. You know, no weapon formed against us will prosper. I have a hope and a faith in the Word of God, in the Bible. And I believe that as a Christian, yeah, things are going to come my way, but nothing's going to prosper over me. God's going to show me how to live. God's going to show me how to walk through. God's going to lead me through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't need to fear no evil. In Psalm 23, a, a famous psalm. But uh, let's keep going. And uh, we're getting to the part where where I wanted to speak on this morning. In Romans chapter 5, again, a little bit of revision, and some of these scriptures will pop up, I guess, I'm sure, through this series. As we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that, help, that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Man, there's so much in that scripture right now. He's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. I just get excited about that right now. There's something to get excited about, knowing that the Holy Spirit wants to fill you with His love. His love. His love. His love. Amen. And so... That was the revision. That was the recap. This morning, I want to keep going on strengthening. Strengthening the, the, the stake. And, and, and we're not, well, we might get off this in a, in a week or so, but we'll see where we go. But if we, can, if we can get the rock, if we can get the stake solid, if we can get it strong in our life. You know, Jesus said he's, he will build his house upon the rock. You know, it's something solid. And if we can get our solid foundation, then, then I believe we're not going to have a problem when it comes that, to God asking us to enlarge. Amen. Um, I don't know about you, but I find that the Lord is always working on my character. Anyone finding the Lord is always working on your character? Here's a way that you can find out what your character is like. There's just a few ways. I just threw them down. I was thinking, thinking last night. Uh, easy way is, uh, what's, what's your driving style? <laughs> well, you know, even think of your journey to church this morning. Get out of my way! Praise Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I'm a, I, everything's a race for me. 
I will not, going down Portsmouth Drive, I will not get into the left-hand lane until the very last minute because I'm going to try and pass that person so I can get onto the waterfront before them. Anyone else like that? Who drives like that? There's a few people. Come on, be honest. You know, who's, no, you don't need to put your hand up, but who's, um, who's gestured at anyone while they've been driving? <laughs> There's a few people honest. Yeah, 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 you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, you can tell a lot about someone's character by the way they drive. You know, you can tell a little bit about someone's character when they stub their toe. Uh, anyone stubbed their toe lately and, oh, praise the Lord. Uh, it's more like, Lord, forgive me. Uh, um, you, you, can, you can tell a lot about someone's character when they're playing sport. Oh, yes. Yes, you can. Right? I know there's a few sports teams out there. Uh, in fact, the, the worst experience I've ever had with sportsmanship is at a Christian sports camp. Unbelievable. Like, more fights at a Christian sports camp than on a rugby field. It's great. <laughs> Not really. You know, you, you, you can tell a little bit about someone's nature or their character when you're out with a group of friends and it comes to pay the bill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Who's never last? Who's always first? Oh, I'm going to get up there and get mine out of the way. Because who knows that the last person will always have to pay for extra stuff. Because someone or some people have forgotten to pay. And so I noticed that a little bit, and especially in the UK, a lot of, uh, you, you eat out a lot because it's so easy. Um, but yeah, so anyway, anyway. Um, you can tell a bit about someone's character when the, someone's forgotten to do something for them. Or they've let them down or they've disappointed them. You know, you can tell someone about someone's, you can tell a bit about people's character or nature by when, you, when, when you're correcting them or having to have a, 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 a conversation with them that needs correction, right? Ah, uh, some of the, You know, as the fire inside starts getting hotter and that, or or maybe you're one of those people you're like, oh, okay, I didn't really think about that. Oh well, on with the next thing. Who knows? There's lots of ways that we can respond in our life. This morning, I I, I want to talk a little bit about our our character and our, our nature, because I think as and and here's the thing: we're never going to get there. Just, just, just know that now. I'll talk about it in, 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 in order in a minute. But, you know, we're doing our best to become more and more Christ-like, right? Here's the thing. We live in a world that's fallen. We live in a world that's full of sin. We live in a world that is full of temptation. And so this morning is not about us trying to become perfect in every way. Because I can tell you now, we're going to fall short. And this is the whole reason why Jesus came, because he gave us a way out. He gave us a way from the penalty of sin. And if you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you've accepted him as, as, as your Lord and that he died on the cross, then he's, he's paid the penalty of your sin, past, present, and future. I'm thanking the Lord so much for the past. I'm thanking the Lord so much for the future. And I'm thanking God so much for the present. You know, and there's something... That is, but I find the Lord's always working on my character. Our character, uh, sorry, here's, here's something for you. Our reactions will serve up our character on a plate. How we react to stuff, how, how we, do we react to temptation? It'll serve up our character on, on a plate. It will show that our character is actually weak. Our, our character is actually that we're easily knocked over. But come on, who knows that God's, God's come to give us a, a strong character, that we can be strong in Jesus this morning. We can, the Bible tells us that, we can, that He will never tempt us more than we can handle. And so our character, 
And I'm talking about this, and this could get a little bit deep this morning. This could go in, into the depths this morning. Uh, not theolo- uh, the, the, I can't even say the word, so we're not going to get there. Uh, but we could be doing, God's, I'm praying that God's doing something in our spirit this morning. Because I know my character needs work, and I'm pretty sure yours does too. In a nice way, of course. So there's those, that red fire. Is done. Oh, oh, yeah, well, there we go. Um, I like the fact that in Philippians 3.13, it says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. You know, it's such a great scripture because so much we think that the, 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 the past defines our future. Can I tell you, your past does not define your future. Who you are in Jesus defines your future. It doesn't matter if you've stuffed up and if you've walked down this path. It doesn't matter if you've been an alcoholic. It doesn't matter if you've been, been a drug addict. It doesn't matter if you've been a prostitute. It doesn't matter if you had sex before marriage. It doesn't matter if you got it wrong. What matters is what Jesus has washed you wider than the snow from this morning. It's about not looking at the past, but it's about looking at the future this morning. Too many people hold on to the past and they don't give it up at the cross. They, they take it with them. They carry it on their back. But come on, this morning it's about letting go of the past. It's about putting it back. It's leaving it at the cross this morning and going, you know what? I don't focus on the past, but I, I look up to the future. I look up to the future. It's such a freeing scripture this morning if you read it in awe of how God intends it for you. We are being formed into the likeness of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 4, and uh, we've got a little bit of reading this morning. In verses 11 through to 16, through the New, New Living Translation, it says this Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So there's a goal, right? There's an aim to to get there. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Just, just stop there. Just I want you to think about the stake in the ground right now. It's something strong. It's something that we, we hold on to. Hope is the anchor to our soul. We're not going to be tossed and turned in, in, in the wind. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with their lies so clever they sound like the truth. Again, we've got our our faith, we've got our hope, we've got the Word of God, we've got our strength in the stake in the ground. It says this in verse 15, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. We're growing in every way to become more and more like Christ. Is that the desire of your heart this morning? Because that's going to bring strength into your spirit. Do you want to become more and more like Christ? What this scripture, I believe, is saying, do we want to become more and like, more like the nature of Christ? Do we want to carry the heart of Christ? Do, you know, I wonder what Jesus' driving style would have been like. I wonder, I mean, he just had a donkey, you know. I was going to, real corny joke, he didn't even have horsepower, right? Anyway, all right. <laughs> But I wonder, I wonder what he would have done if he stubbed his toe on a rock or something like that, you know? Uh, I wonder what he would have been like when it came to paying the bill at the end of the, end of the supper or, or whatever. You know, and it's becoming, it's what, this is what, instead we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. See, I want to just take that bit and just rewind right to the start of that scripture again. These are the gifts given to the church. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip the saints or equip the peop- God's people to do the work of the ministry. There's a, there's a relationship here of leadership, working with everyone, working with the saints this morning to help equip them 
to help and help encourage them to help work with their work with their character. I've worked with lots of characters, all sorts of people. You know, and in fact, at Bible college, I always say to the say to my my friends, what you know, they ask, what was the best paper you did at, at Bible college? I go personality types. Why? Because it saved me. I was like, why does that person just get up and you know, oh, what? I was just, there's a yeah, I'm not you know, there's a, someone yeah, we're not going to talk about it, but and but it, it helped me understand and it helped me then be a bit more gracious. You know, and so this is like, let's keep going because we will run out of time because this is still the introduction. Um, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of, the, of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Right now, each part, guess what? You're a part this morning. And he says that each part fits together perfectly. He wants everyone to fit together perfectly. You know, even right now, is there someone in this room that you can't go up and hug? Maybe because you don't know them, that's okay. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Hey, pastor said we should hug everyone. No, but what I'm talking about is there's someone in this room that you may have a grievance against. And you're sitting on one side and maybe the other person, I, I don't, I'm just throwing it out there. But we should be able to walk in the church free. We should be able to walk in the church, you know, going, God, I lay it at your feet right now. I give it all over to you. That's another topic in itself. As each part does its own special work. We, man, everyone's special this morning. Everyone works together this morning. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm happy that you're all here this morning, but I'm sad that some people aren't. Why? Because they're a special part as well. And who knows when the spark plug's missing, the engine's not working. And when someone's missing, you're missed. You know, I'm, but I'm glad you're here this morning because you're playing your part. Here's the thing. We're becoming more and more like Christ, growing in every way. And just receiving that, that other scripture, you know, we don't look at the past, but we look towards the future. This is, these are the scriptures that blow the statement, I was born like that, like this, out of the water. Too many times I've heard, I was born like this, I was born this way. Oh, my father was like this, so I'm like this. Oh, my mother was like this, so I'm like this. Now, there is a little bit of truth to some of your nature versus nurture stuff, but let me help you out this morning about what DNA you actually carry this morning because it's not about looking at the past, but it's about looking at the future. Psalm 139 verses 13. It says this, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. This is David writing about Jesus, writing about the Lord. The Lord has made us together. And he says this, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in, the, in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in, in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. We're made in the image of God, church. Hey, you've, the past is the past, but the future is the future. It's up to you whether you want to lay it down at the cross. It's up to you whether you want to try and carry it through. Most of the time, people who carry it through, they carry stuff through is because they like it. It's because they enjoy the expression or they enjoy what happens in that. Then maybe if you're an angry person this morning, you like it because you feel like you're dominating. You feel like you're, you're bigger and you're better than that person. No, that you feel a, a, an outworking and it's called pride right there. 
I told you we were going to go, go for things this morning. But why, why do we want to go for things this morning? Because we want to strengthen the stake this morning. We want to strengthen who we are in Jesus this morning. We don't want to just become, you know, serial Christians. Flaky, corny, and nutty. Old joke. Some people might have known it. You know, we're like breakfast Christians. But who we are in God, come on, what does God say about you? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made in the image of God. I like, I like it in Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. Jesus is sending out his disciples. He says, hey, he says this, let's read it. If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. Shake your dust, shake the dust from your feet as you leave. You know, some of us are just a little bit dusty from our old life. Some of us are just carrying some dust through, through past the cross, past salvation in Jesus. But Jesus wants to say to you this morning, come on, shake off that dust this morning. Do you know, if, they, if, you, if it's not like with the disciples, if they didn't get the message wasn't received, he's like, don't even let a little bit of it remain on you. Don't even let the smallest speck remain on you. Come on this morning, uh, per, you know, faithful person. Don't even let some of that old life stay on you this morning. Don't even let it hold you back this morning. Don't even, just it's time to shake it off this morning and shake it off. You know, I'll shake for you this morning. I don't mind shaking this morning, but you know, it says shake off our old life. Let's, let's shake some of the old stuff off our life. The problem is, is that in my house, you do the dusting and it comes back. I hate dusting. That'll assume that I actually do dusting. I just hate dust. There we go. Makes it work a whole lot. The the phrase is correct. His next scriptures, and and grab your Bibles if you want to the Galatians. We're going to stay on this passage now and until we've finished but it's we've got a little bit to read holy spirit i just ask for your ministry to flow over every person this morning i pray right now lord romans 8 lord there's no condemnation in christ jesus who strengthens us this morning lord as we go through this we continue to keep our hearts open and speak to us right now. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 26. And I've read this scripture a few times, preached on it in church. I just think it's so helpful. It says this in verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. So we've got a conflict happening here. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19 will come up on the board. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, and wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before that any have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. 
Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So Paul's talking to the church here and, 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 he's, and he's just basically putting it out there on paper. He's describing uh, uh, like options. He's describing the options of life. This is, there's, there's two ways of, of what God, uh, no, there's only one way God has for us in life, but there's always two options. And the option of, obviously, the spirit that, uh, that, that is fighting against um, the Holy Spirit is obviously the devil. And, he's, and there's this, that kind of stuff. Uh, the, the, the fruit of the devil is all that stuff that I, I read out before. And, you know, and I don't often preach on sin, I don't often talk about areas of people's lives, that, of our lives that we need to we need to pinpoint and we need to focus on. But this morning, what did it say in Ephesians? It says in Ephesians 4, these are the gifts given to the church for the equipping of the saints. Sometimes we've got to go there, right? Sometimes we've got to do a bit of heart action, a heart, heart transplant or a little bit of, Lord, I'm going I'm to identify some stuff. Lord, I'm going to bring it to you this morning. It's going real quiet in here right now. No one likes dealing with the bad stuff. I remember as a as a as a builder, oh, I rocked up to this house and and it was a beautiful house. It was it was a house that had half the story downstairs and it went up a bank and then the rest of it was over the bank and it was a, it was a lovely looking house. But I went inside and and there was this amazing smell. Who's ever had those amazing smells? But this wasn't a good smell. It was a bad smell. It was a smell of rot. It was a smell of dry, damp. It was, it was disgusting. And in fact, it was a health hazard. We went in and we had a look and we walked in the downstairs flooring and we just walked through the floor because it was so molded and so broken down that it just, it just fell apart. It was all rotten. We went to the supporting wall in this house and I, I know I'm strong, but all I did was push one of the studs over. A stud is a, a vertical member of wood that, that holds the top bits up, and I just pushed it over with my hand because it was so rotten, and the, this mold and this, it was just disgusting. The entire whole wall needed to be replaced. This is a structural wall in the middle of this house, but on the outside, it looked like a great house. You know, some of us as Christians, on the outside, we look like we've got it together. I can say on the outside, I sort of may look like I've got it together, but there's areas of rot in my life. There's areas that I have to let the Holy Spirit and let, bring to the Lord and say, you know, help me out in this area. The funny thing is, I was thinking about this as an illustration, and it wasn't until uh, what, what we had to do was we had to put up these cross members under the house. And there was one here and one here and a vertical bit went across and it held up the entire house while we dug out a whole new foundation. We took the whole wall out. It was all getting supported by temporary structure until we, we re-poured a foundation and we re-poured a, a, a block wall and we put new framing in to hold up the house. Well, what was it supported by? It was supported by cross members. And I was just thinking about, oh, Lord, that's such a great illustration See, we, he, the Lord wants to support you this morning. He's not there to come and rip your heart out. He, he's the Lord that loves. He's the God that loves this morning. And he just said, this is why I went to the cross. So that, that you, can, you can bring some stuff to me. Because and and it says there, we nail our stuff, our passions to the cross, our earthly desires and passions to the cross. But in verse 22, it said this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. I, I really love my driving to be more like this. Love, joy, peace, patience. Maybe I need to put on classic hits and drive. <laughs> classic hits is a great radio station, by the way. Um, love, joy, peace, patience. Goodness, kindness, faithfulness. I got them up the wrong way. Doesn't matter. Gentleness and self-control. There's one word in this scripture that wasn't underlined. That's okay. That I want to bring up to you. It really helped me out. 
Because I was thinking, oh, you know what? I do love people. I've got that, you know, I love people. I think people are awesome. I, you know, I learn to trust people. That's a different thing, but it's not a, you know, love is there. Joy, yeah, I'm working on joy. Most of the time I'm joyful. Part when someone cuts me off or I stub my toe. I'm being honest. Most of the time I'm peaceful. I've been asking the Lord for patience. I've been praying for patience. I'm a dad of three kids. I pray for patience all the time. Oh, I think I can be kind, there's goodness, there's faithfulness, genuine self-control. But here's the thing is there's one word that really I really believe will help you this morning that's called fruit. It's not fruits. It's called fruit. It's an interesting piece of fruit because it's all of those things together. We can't separate these things as the fruits of the Spirit. It says here it's the fruit of the Spirit, which gives me so much great hope. It gives me so much great excitement because if I can love someone, I can be patient. If, if, I, can, if, I, if I can be joyful, I can have self-control. And so can you because it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit this morning that we're talking about. It's the fruit that God's brought into your life. So you know what? That temptation that you're going through, you've got self-control for it. Oh, that was good right there. I'm excited about that. Why? Because I go through it, and I know you go through it. But I want to be stronger in God. I want to get my. I want to strengthen that stake. But I've got to work on my character. I've got to believe for God to to do something for me. But the only way I can do that is if I bring it to God. The only way I can do it is if I nail it to the cross. That scripture said slightly earlier in Galatians. The only way I can do it is by letting Jesus do some heart work on us. If we grab the keyboardist and the team, that would be great. In the scripture, and this is why, this is why we need to work on our character. This this will blow you apart. This, This blew me apart. I thought this was amazing. This is why we need to work on our character. It's not so you feel better about yourself. Wait for it. The suspense is building. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Let's go back to this. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. I'm enjoying in the endurance. I want to develop endurance because these are good things, right? And endurance develops. Who wants to develop? Come on, we all should want to develop. And it says this, but endurance develops a strength of character. And character strengthens. If we read this real quickly, we'll, I, I, this is what I felt the Holy Spirit say to me. So it says, develop, and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens. And now it goes on to say, our confident hope of salvation. Let's go back to Galatians real quickly. We've read five, right? We read five. I'm going to quickly get to Galatians quickly. We read most of chapter five. Why don't you start reading chapter six? And I reckon the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. This verse 25, let's finish off five. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become uh, concited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. And normally we just stop there because that's where the chapter stops. But when the Bible was written, it didn't have numbers in it. So it goes on and says this, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Strength of character, character strengthens. God wants you to develop your character so that your character can strengthen those that need Jesus in their life. 
That's what it's about. When I read that, I was like, I'm prepared to work on my character because character strengthens. My character might help someone. The joy in my life, the joy in your life, the peace in your life, the the kindness in your life, the gentleness in in your life, the, the faithfulness in your life could strengthen someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. So who wants to work on their character? I want to work on my character. That unsaved person needs us to work on our character. When we jump to our feet, we've been sitting down for a little bit. To enlarge is to strengthen. To bring endurance is to strengthen, strengthen our character, but our character then strengthens. Do you want to know something? People should love working with you. (laughs) People should be like, hey, can I come around to your house and have a meal? You know that personal invitation? (laughs) Are we that type of people? I remember in our our church in, in Whitby in Wellington, and I've shared this before. My wife, she, Desiree, she just used to invite people around all the time on Sunday lunch. I'm like, why are you doing that? Because selfishness was kicking in. I had to work on my selfishness. Because she told me, well, we need to get to know people. We need to get to meet people. We need to love people. I'm like, oh, Okay. It's it's such a great thing letting the Lord work on areas of our character that need to be worked on. Right now, why don't you let the Lord minister. If you want to lift your hands, lift your hands. If you want to close your eyes, close your eyes. But I know right now the Holy Spirit's moving. I know that every single one of us have got areas in our life that we, we just need to let the Lord work on. You know, maybe there are sinful areas of your life. There's probably always going to be sinful areas of your life. But I love the fact that we're not looking about the past, but we're looking about the future. We're not looking about condemnation, but we're going, Lord, this morning, there's areas of sin that I want to lay down. I want to nail it to the cross. And I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to come in right now and and fill that void, fill that area. Lord, I thank you that you've given me the fruit of the Holy Spirit this morning. You've given me those those expressions of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, if I've got it in this area, I know I've got it in this area. So help me, Lord, to receive it even more, I pray. Help me, Lord, to walk in your ways. I thank you, Lord, that you love me. I thank you, Lord, that you love us this morning. And Lord, it's not about looking at the past, but it's about laying it down and moving forward. Holy Spirit, move right now. Just for the next minute, I know we're just on time. Just for the next minute, I know the Holy Spirit's working. The Holy Spirit's moving. I'm just going to let Him move and minister.
Father, we lay it all down right now. As in you, we find our peace. As in you, we find our comfort. As in you, we find our strength. Well, Lord, work with us and walk with us, you say in Matthew 11. Father, right now, we bring these areas to you and we just lay them down. We thank you that, Jesus, you took them on the cross. You, you washed us whiter than the snow. No longer do we have to carry the shame or the penalty of the past. But right now we bring it and we cut it off. We nail it, as your word says, to the cross this morning. But Lord, help us right now to outwork the fruit of the Spirit in all areas of our life. Bless your people in favor of their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Just while we're praying, you might have come with a friend this morning. Maybe you've been in church a long time, but you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You've never experienced the power of of His love in your life, the redemption love of God. Well, I'd love to pray with you. I know we've been talking a lot about God. We've been talking a lot about Jesus this morning, about how He loves you and how He's got a future for you. He's not worried about your past, but the turning point is the cross. The turning point is accepting that Jesus died on the cross and He rose again on the third day, taking the penalty of our sin. The Bible tells us that we've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark. And that's why Jesus came and He gave up His life for us. I haven't got a lot of time to go into the, the, the theology all in behind it. But the thing is right now is what you need to exercise is faith. It's faith to believe this morning that Jesus did that for you. And in your spirit right now, you may be feeling like your heart's going a little bit stronger than normal or maybe you're feeling this feeling that you've never experienced before. Friend, that's the love of God. That's the redemptive love of God this morning and He loves you this morning and He wants to live in your life. He wants to walk with you every single day. And Christians in this room that have that know that love and, and know that journeying and that relationship with Jesus, could you just pray at the moment? But I want to make sure every person in this room has an opportunity to walk with God and, 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 and go on a journey with Him and, and start this relationship in Christ this morning to start working things out in Him. He's a loving God. He's not a judgmental God. But we will all be judged one day. And it's about knowing that He's your Lord and Savior this morning. Just while we bow our head and we close our eyes, just for your privacy. I would love to know who I'm praying for this morning. I would be so excited to pray with you this morning. This prayer just says, Lord, I ask you to come into my life. And I'll lead us all in this prayer. But right now, just so I know who I'm praying for, would you mind just shooting your hand up real high in this room, right across this room? I'll see it. And then you can put it down. You know, I don't want you to leave this place this morning without knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to be walking with God this morning. If that's you, just shoot your hand up real high. I'll see it. And then you can put it down. I'm just, I'm just looking around at the moment. I'm, I can, I'm happy to wait because I want to make sure every person is, is, is walking in the love of God this morning. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, right now. You know, I can, I can see a hand up, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's you. Just, just shoot up real high for me. That'd be great. Otherwise, we'll keep moving. That's cool. That's cool. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Father, I pray right now across this room for every person. Lord, we pray over the kids and and then the kids' area. Lord, enlarge our hearts this morning. 
Lord, as we walk with our character in You, Jesus, help us to develop and move forward in the, in the, in the things of You, Lord, in the ways that You call, call us to walk. Lord, people need us, Lord, to be the joy and to be that friendly person and to be that person that will outreach. And so, Father, I pray, favour over every person. Lord, open up opportunities this morning for us to be able to share Christ to, to the people that are in our worlds this morning. Lord, use us to, Lord, Lord, to bring glory to Your name this morning. I thank You, God, for all the wonderful people in church this morning. Lord, would You bless them, I pray this morning. Would You empower them even more this morning? Would You, Lord, release a blessing over their lives like none other this morning? Lord, as we glorify You with our lives, we praise You in everything that we have. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you love God, come on, let's give Him one big shout of praise this morning. We praise You, Lord. We praise You. We praise You. Well, I'm praying that you're getting a, a hold of this enlarged series. And, and I mean, in your quiet times during the week, why don't you just pray through it? Lord, show me where I can enlarge. Build my capacity. And I know it's going to be an exciting times to come in the life of the church. By the way, Pastor Desiree is preaching here tonight. We're working her hard. She's, she's preaching in Nelson. She has to fly back here and preach again. You know, it's a tough life, tough life. But it's going to be awesome tonight. But let's go out of this place praising Jesus. God bless you. We'll see you tonight.